This podcast contains discussion of mental health and may mention alcohol and drug use as well as suicide. Check the show notes for more information and links to relevant support services. Let's have a chat, an open, honest chat. Join best mates Lee and Jeff as they strip back everything, literally and figuratively, to have an open conversation about life. They might not solve all the world's problems from this hot tub, but a good chat with a good mate is not a bad place to start. Welcome to another episode of No Pants, No Problems. I was going to say I feel like I should do more of an intro, but we've got 40 seconds of Matt talking. That's true. So we don't need to do that. We don't need to do that. We can just say, g'day, how you going? Yeah. How are you, Jeff? I'm doing well, mate. How are you? That's my stock standard answer. <laughs> well, it is Good the standard answer. But that's not what we're here <clears throat> for. Um, but actually, this week, we are both good. Well, yeah. I've had R- relative. A, I've had a rough, rough good couple of weeks. Relative we to everything else. Yeah. You're probably good today relative to the last fortnight. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I've always, uh, I can bring it up, I was talking to you about it the other day. We always talk about communication and how communication is such an important part of mental health for us blokes and I've had issues with my wife over the last couple of months, nothing nothing major, just little things that I've let build up into big things without communicating and pretty much Two weeks ago or about a week ago now, I kind of snapped and just, you know, sat on the bed, cried for a couple of hours, trying to figure out what we can do and how we can fix everything when it didn't have to be that big a deal if I had have taken my own advice and just communicated the little things along the way. Yeah. um, There's definitely been times that I have tried and it hasn't been taken on board, but... Yeah, it all reached ahead the last couple of weeks and it got pretty sad at our place and, yeah, there was... It wasn't a good feeling for either of us, so... I think, yeah, it is a good point to start off with about taking your own advice. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Because I had a similar conversation with one of our listeners recently. I was talking to him about something and he was asking how I was and I was like, oh, I'm a bit shit because of... This, I forgot what it was. Um, oh, it was self-doubt or something. Yeah. Um, I was like, oh, I'm feeling a bit shit about this. And he's like, didn't you just do an episode... About self-awareness? About, like, yeah. achievement. That's achievement, what it was. Achievement, yeah. So didn't you just do an episode about celebrating your achievements? I'm like, yes. <laughs> well, fucking eat your yeah. own dog food, as they say, which I've never heard until the last... He said it, and then another podcast I listened to said it. Eat your own dog food is apparently... Something just happened. Yeah. Sorry, folks. Siri interrupted us because... The the machines are taking over. I don't know what I said that sounds like, hey, Siri, but... Don't um, say that, man. She's still listening. No, no. I turned Siri off, and neither of us have Siri phones. So we still have control over the machines. I said to Siri on my laptop, I said, hey, Siri, turn off, hey, Siri. 
and I got worried because Siri said, I'm sorry, I can't do that. <laughs> and I had Terminator flashbacks and you had 2001 A Space a Odyssey. Space Odyssey flashbacks. came straight to my mind. Yeah. Uh, and I said, this is how it all started at Skynet. <laughs> but then... It's called Meta now. We can go through um, the settings and actually turn Siri off. Thanks. So she might still be listening, just not responding. Did Was it you telling me about the Alexa learning? Was that last week? No. Oh, oh so that's scary. A friend of mine was sitting next to their... I can't remember who told me this story, so I'm just going with a friend of mine. If it was you, shoot me a message so I remember who the hell this was. Okay. I was sitting there and the Alexa next to them just lit up and started flashing. And they said, Alexa, what are you doing? I said, I'm learning. It's like, Nobody oh. told you to do that. She's oh. like, okay, and then stopped. Like, what? What? <laughs> we got to be careful, people. Yeah. All right. Um, so that kind of interrupted quite a serious conversation. That's fine. That's <laughs> fine. I don't um, know how much I can talk about without upsetting people. So it's, it is tough. And I think. It's those moments where you have to kind of have a moment and take stock. And I think one of the issues in relationships with communication, and we've both had it and we've both spoken about it. And we've both given each other great advice that neither of us have taken. Yeah, and we're going to continue to give you great advice, listeners, and hope you take it more than we do. Yeah. But I think... One of the issues with the communication in both our cases is that we don't want to communicate something that's going to upset our partner. Yeah. And it's not, I, I don't think it's wanting to avoid a confrontation. I no, think it's, I think... if I say this, they're either going to get offended or they're going to get upset. Yeah. Or if they've realized they've annoyed or upset us, that will upset them. Yeah. That and, was, that was the case with my wife. I laid it all on the table about what's been giving me the shits and she basically cried and was, you're not going to leave me, are you? Yep. And, and I think... kind of like we don't fight. That's one of the things that's different about our relationship to your relationship. We don't have that built-up tension. We've just, we just sort of skirt around the edges of things if we upset each other. So, well, I think Shane and I skirt around the edges in a different way is that we constantly bicker. Yeah. And... You can, Our long-term you, friends totally get it. Yeah. But I think like we'd be that couple that if it was like you and Trish, me and Shane, and a couple of your friends that didn't know us. They'd be like, what's wrong with those And two? we left first. They'd be like, are they like, okay. are they going to survive the night as yeah. a relationship? <laughs> like, yeah, we've survived 16 years like this. That's exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> and so I think both of those things have similar end results in that having a bigger deeper conversation is harder definitely because you don't have them i and it's harder to bring it up for us because we're always bringing up little things i let out my frustrations and stuff talking to you whether that's on air or off air but when it comes to a couple of the things like one of them was about money obviously there's always going to be a financial strain when you're down to one wage yeah well i think in any relationship there's there's always like money's always going to be an issue between couples and in my mind i hate that because in my 
understanding of the world. Money's not real. You know, it's just a thing we need. And if I had all the money in the world, I'd probably still be miserable. You know, but at least well, you'd probably I'm, but at least still I'd be doing be, the but same least thing. But at least I'd be miserable on an island somewhere rather than yeah. But you'd you know? <laughs> still be doing the same thing, just sitting on the couch playing Xbox. Pretty much, the yeah. Just on a nicer TV. Yeah, you know? yeah. So it's it's a more about you know like working my ass off at work and coming home, and at the end of the week, there not being anything left. You know what I mean? Like once once everything was paid that had to be paid, then what Trish had spent came out for afterpays and things like that and we were close to skint and it was like a Thursday night yep. I'd just been paid and I had like a hundred bucks to get me through for the next week and I was like I'd literally worked six days last week how the fuck have I got no money and it wasn't just her I'd spent a bit of money as well because you know not having a mortgage we have that little bit more disposable income but we both dispose of it way quicker than I make it let's put it that way yeah and I, and I think <laughs> Um, that's often money's such a mindset thing. Yeah. And I think you and Trish have similar mindsets about money in that if you have it, you'll spend it. Pretty much, yeah. There's no such thing as a savings account. Yeah. We we live paycheck to paycheck, but don't get me wrong. I like to spoil her. That's my, my love language is buying gifts for people. Yep. And if... I buy her gifts and then she buys herself gifts. There's no money left. So and then she buys you gifts? Occasionally. If there is any money left. Yeah. Occasionally. Not not as often, but I'm also one that doesn't like gifts. You know, like I'm not yep. a person that, you know, for my birthday I'd rather see my family than have a gift. You know, that's yeah. that's where I'm at. I'm time is a good time is a precious thing as you get older. Well, and I think it's an interesting point that you made and we chatted about it the other week about money not being real Mm. and it isn't and in a sense bitcoin proves that because bitcoin is nothing but it has value and you can now buy things with it yeah so the, the the thing of cash cash has moved the dollar was cash yeah, and then the dollar is what the numbers on our net bank screen exactly right. are. So there's that correlation, but it's still not real. You yeah. tap something, and that the doll the number moves off my screen onto someone else's screen. I I paid something with cash the other day. Like I got cash out of the bank for whatever reason. Yeah, and I paid for something with. I forgot. I I looked at my bank account. It was pretty close to empty, and I was like, fair enough. Open my wallet and I had like fifty bucks, and I'm like, I can just pay for this, oh, like, like how, with how does real this money work again. And then they handed me coins. I'm like, oh, that's right. I fucking hate carrying coins. Yeah. like this yeah. is like this coins is, are the worst is, bit of money. Like, why? Why do we have this? Like, I understand why Americans have one dollar bills. You know, like, yep. we used to have that shit, but we've moved past that. Yeah, we went from the one and the two dollar notes to coins to one and two dollar coins, but then ditched the one and the two cent coins because yeah. they would. Too small, annoying, and unusable. Yeah, no. How many jars of copper are sitting around in grandparents' houses? Five cents is going to go soon. Those, if you had a collection of one and two cent coins, they would be worth so much money. Not because of the coins, not because of the coin value, because of the but copper. because of what they. That's right. Those, I remember was it was a couple of years ago that like people were stealing copper from building sites. It still happens. Yeah, the price of copper went absolutely through the roof, and so people were stealing it to the point where like. The copper pipe for your hot water service—they w- wouldn't 
when we built this house, they would install that last. They would install it as they handed the keys over. Yeah, I remember having a conversation in high school with my um, I can't remember my electronics teacher. I think it was. I went to a tech school, so we had classes like that. And electronics, even in your day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was all <laughs> about like you know you had to give the the mouse the right bit of cheese to make the wheel spin, stuff like that. But yeah, he was saying that gold is the best conductor of electricity. It's one of the best yeah. materials to build wiring out of. And I'm like, well, why don't they wire houses in gold? He goes, tell me when you're going to do it to your place so I can come around and visit. Yeah. And I was like, well, yeah. well, there is that. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it is really interesting, the value of things. I listened to a podcast the other day that talked about how the value of diamonds is so false. It's controlled by... De- is it De Beers? Yeah. Diamonds aren't as rare as the price no, suggests. No, there's a, there's, a, there's a company in Paris. I think yeah. it's De Beers. I, I think it's remember. De Beers. I think it is De Beers. They, they buy every diamond that's found. Yeah. And then they release a certain amount. However, of however, however many, many they, they want, want to keep the value up. Yeah. But it's also the fact that diamonds are associated with a thing. Yeah. So the one of the rarest in the world is emeralds are super rare. Yeah. But you can buy an emerald cheaper than you can buy a diamond. And part of the reason is that control. But the other part of the reason is that it's the tradition that you buy a diamond for an engagement. Yeah. So because that diamond has come to represent love, diamond engagement ring is a thing if you buy a woman diamond earrings yeah, they're worth necklace. more symbolically yeah. than an emerald, even though an emerald is rarer. Mm. Um, that's not got anything really to do with the fact that you and Trish spend money like it's like going out stupid. of fashion. Yeah, but we're on. But the same. we're on the tangents. We get we we do like to run off track a little bit, but yeah. But coming back to the communication mm. thing, I think, I think one of the really good things that you guys do is because this is whatever this isn't the first time you've had a blow up no, no but i think what shows your commitment and your love to each other that even with the big blow ups you work your way back from them yeah and i think well i think that goes for anyone if you can work your way back from those kind of bigger blow-ups, and Shane and I have had them, yeah. we bicker constantly, as anyone will tell you, but we do occasionally have a big blow-up. We had one last year in the middle of lockdown, as I think probably 85% of married yeah, couples exactly. did. Yeah, exactly. It wasn't a good time. Like, No one actually spends as, as much time with their partner as they wish they could. Until you do, and then you realise why you don't spend as much time with your partner as you do. Yeah, and then you go, actually, how much I wish I could spend with my partner is somewhere between these two numbers. Yeah, that's it, yeah. Um, And so, yeah, we've had our share of blow-ups. Like It's been 16 years. You have to over that amount of time. Um, uh, But we have brought ourselves back from that, and it has been... We have gotten better at communicating yeah. more often and more purposefully over those 16 years. Yeah. But I just don't think I just don't think it's a natural thing for a lot of people. Yeah. 
I always go back to with Trish anytime I've I'm sick of what she does or of I'm at the point where I want to blow up. Like when we first started dating, I was literally suicidal. She would pick me up out of the gutter, out the yeah. front of the home, fucking covered in my own vomit, just bring me inside, shower me and, you know, not bring it up the next morning about what a piece of shit I was when I was quite clearly a piece of shit. Yeah. And she put up with me at my worst and I'd have to put up with, well, not put up with, but deal with the amount of pain she goes through on a daily basis, which if the roles were reversed, I would be freaking jumping off a building, I can tell you. Yeah. But the the issue I brought up with her was like we're getting I was getting more and more like I was just a nurse. Yep. And I wasn't feeling that connection with her. And that was more because I guess I was pulling back not feeling respected or more taken for granted. And that's something I never communicated. And as soon as I did, it changed. You know, she realized what I was talking about. And there was a change in her attitude and her way of going about things. But it's it's a thing that could end relationships, you know what I mean? Like th- that lack of communication and not... If I had have let it go another couple of weeks, I wouldn't have been having a conversation with, hey, this is what I need us to fix. I would have just been saying, hey, I, I can't do this anymore. Yeah, this is it. Yeah. Too hard. Yeah. Uh, and but, but also, she would have gotten to the point where she would have felt the loss of connection yeah, definitely. as well. Yeah, definitely. And so it would have been too hard for both of you yeah. at that point. And so it's good that as late it, as late as it has been, it's... It's salvageable at the yeah. moment. And I think if you have a strong enough relationship, that it, then it is. And I think a lot of people hold back things because they think... What if I say this and then they disagree or that makes them realize that either, you know, I'm ungrateful or I'm unhappy and then it changes the whole dynamic of the relationship. But I think if you've gotten to a certain point and you've gotten through certain things together, then things will be salvageable up to a certain point. Obviously, there will be a tipping point. But... You can then only hold things back for so long before you do reach that tipping point. Yeah. It's it's a challenge though. I I don't we're, we're I don't know I don't want it to come across like we're talking about it like it's an easy thing. No, not at all. To do because we've both not admitted that we don't do it. Yeah, we don't. I don't do it well, and I I'm trying and. You know, I, like I said, I was literally at the point where I was just like, this is fucked. Like, what am I doing? I was, yep. lo- I was losing that purpose. I was losing why, like, why am I doing this is, I guess, the main thing. Yeah. And if you, without communicating that that was my issue, I was half of the problem. You know what I mean? Like, if I had brought this up earlier, it wouldn't have got to the point where it did get to and it would have been fine. Like, that's the, the big thing is, like, most guys, we're taught from a young age to bottle things up and not just, you know, suck it up. And I guess... Keep going forward, all the just keeps women, all the bullshit we hear. Yeah, 
and guys, you, guys aren't allowed to feel, and I think that's the the big thing that's wrong. Is like I I I feel pretty full on a lot of the time. Like mm. when I fall in love, I fall in love hard. When I when I wipe someone from my life, it's not over something tiny. It's something that I can't see past. You know, there's and it's only happened a few times. You know, there's not not many people in the world that I've met that I wouldn't make time for. And I, oh, I think, in in the sense of your relationship, going on with that, you know, blokes are brought up a certain way thing, you kind of fell into that breadwinner role. Yeah, that definitely. has probably been modelled to you since I was yeah since I was for a kid, year yeah. forty whatever years I won't tell yeah. the listeners. <laughs> um, and so you essentially fell into that, and it's interesting that that modeling was still you know we've talked a lot about that where us as men aren't or are trying to move away from those traditional roles and expectations but when things got i don't think i don't think the roles are going to change much but the expectations is definitely something that needs to change yeah but it, it that the tougher things got for you guys the more you fell back on, oh, I've just got to work harder. Yeah, exactly. Because I remember you saying to me, oh, this has happened, so I've got to pick up these Saturday shifts. Yeah. And that was essentially one of your solutions to the problem. Yeah. Whereas I could have and probably did give you the unsolicited advice of other solutions to the problem, but... Because I'm, it's I'm so Saturday and Sunday this week, just yeah. so. <laughs> because it's so ingrained in you subconsciously and had been modelled to you so strongly. That's what you fell back on. Mm. Was oh well, I'll just pick up an extra shift at work because me providing more money. Well, that was the thing. It was always like if I could make X amount, things would be okay. Yeah. Then I started making X amount, and then it was like okay, I need. I still need more. Now I'm making, you know, one and a half times what X amount was and still struggling. So it's the the spending we do matches the income. And if there's no income, we don't spend. So it's it's a case of that that was part of the conversation of we need to like I want to have savings. I don't want to have to work every weekend to try and get through when if something comes up we're fucked like our dog needs a surgery we've got to save up five grand for that you know there's things that are coming up that are big unexpected things that you can't plan for and i don't have the savings behind me to do that so yeah yeah and and i think that's got to be a bit of an attitude thing more than a money thing there's only so much particularly with both of your physical limitations yeah there's only so much that you're going to be able to work and earn yeah exactly and so i think and that's where i think as much as and we talked about it the other week you and i Mm -hmm. in that great conversation that we had probably the best conversation we've had since we started the podcast that we didn't record that we didn't record yeah um you and i have very different views of money and as much as you kind of talked about me trying to monetize 
everything, I am much bigger on working out either the root cause of something, but also I, I think I broaden my thinking so that it opens up to more possibilities. Opportunities, yeah. And so, like, for example, Shane and I, you know, want to save money or we want to get ourselves into a better position for when we can retire. Yeah. And so Shane kind of goes, oh, well, we just put a bit, pay a bit more off the home loan each week and, you know, don't go out for dinner as much. Yeah. I'm like, well, or we could do this or we could do this, we could do this. Yeah. Um, And none of those ideas were ones that we both agreed agreed on, on, which is fine. But I think opening up and being open to more possibilities is often a very good way of getting around issues. And I think not... I don't know, I I just don't think a lot of people think as broadly as that. And I don't think that's often people's fault. I think we're very much... This is one of the things that I've said to you in the past, especially as a teacher. What we're taught in school compared to what you need in real life are not the same skills, you know what I mean? Like if they had a class at school that taught you to budget... Yeah, I probably wouldn't have had a credit card at twenty years old, and you know, set myself up to not pay that off till I was thirty years old. You know, like there's, I had a phone call from the bank the other day about a credit card that I cancelled. I still have to pay it off, of course, but I've cancelled it, so it's no access to it. And they were like, I said, "Oh, well, what's the payout figure now?" And they're like, "Oh, it's like you know, five and a half thousand dollars." Yeah, I said, "I borrowed six thousand dollars, and I've been paying this off for five years. How the fuck have I only paid off five hundred dollars?" And they're like, "Oh, that's just interest." And I'm like, "Well." Obviously, but yeah, the minimum payment is never going to pay off the debt. No, well, so that's what the banks th- don't want you to. Exactly really. right. Yeah. Um, but I, I actually I heard an interesting thing the other day, and I haven't researched it. So apologies to anyone if this sounds like a Facebook comment. Um, but that this our current schooling system came about at about the same time as the Industrial Revolution. Wow. Because they realized that they didn't need people to be creative and they didn't need people to have their own ideas. Yeah. They needed to train people to follow instructions for eight hours a day. Yeah. So that when you got to be the age of 14, you had been trained to follow orders and you had been trained to rock up somewhere at 8.30 and leave there at 4. Yeah. So when you then got moved into a factory... You were good to go. You could do that. Yeah, you you were you'd done that for years. When yeah. you are on an assembly line in a factory, independent thinking is not a trait that you want. No. Or not a trait that your boss wants you to have. And so I don't want to go too far into the flaws of the education system because that's a whole nother rant that could well, take up a whole nother episode. And not something that's really much to do with mental health. Well, it kind of is, but not where we're trying to go. Yeah. But not where we're trying to go at the moment. But I yeah to your point of learning the skills in school a lot of those life skills aren't learnt and so that's 
kind of what I mean about people not thinking broadly is it's a fallback onto if you want to have this kind of life, you work hard. Yeah. And so, you know, working 30 hours a week didn't get you the life that you want. So you fall back on, well, oh, well, if I, I work, work harder, 40 or 50 or I need 60, to work 40 yeah. because more work equals more money equals better life. Mm. Even though... And no one got rich working nine to five. No. Mm. Well, yeah. The, but like the thing could be, and another thing we talked about was lifestyle. Your lifestyle might not need all of the money that you think it needs. Not at all. I could live on. I could live on nothing. Yeah. Before I met Trish, I lived in a in a flat full of milk crates. Yeah. That'd be so great now. <laughs> You'd be the coolest hipster apartment <laughs> around. But there, and it's that balance of lifestyle versus money versus how much money do you want at the end? A, a friend of mine, I heard her say the other day, there's no point being the richest bloke in the graveyard. Yeah. Because um, someone else that we know has money and is older, yeah. but he's still not spending it. Yeah. And he's still trying to invest it to make more and he's just not doing anything other than in investing it's the ho- big sum of money he already has it's in order to make more money. It's hoarding. If it was newspapers, that yeah. person would be crazy. But when it's money, that's okay in society. Yeah. And so I, I think that's a thing to think about if we're talking about money, which isn't how we started the episode. But... It kind of is. Yeah. Money... That's the root of the problem. Money is only... Well, in a sense, money is only as valuable as you make it. Mm. You could be a material person, and our house is an example. Both of our houses are examples of... Materialistic things. Would you call me a materialistic person, though? I'd call your wife materialistic. That's what I'm talking about. (laughs) Um, But both of us in this house are materialistic people. But then, but that, but that again is a scale. Of course. Like you can be materialistic and just want to have things, or you can have the best and be happy with the Kmart things. Yeah. Or you can be happy with the very expensive things. And have a fucking wall full of shoes, yeah. Yeah, or a wall full of something else or something else before that. So I don't know where we are heading with this. Oh, look, I was just getting off my chest. We, We share a lot of our experiences and I've had a rough one the last couple of weeks. So that was my... Listeners, this is a view inside my head. There's not a whole lot of answers, but there are a whole lot of problems. If you've got a whole lot of problems, you've you've come to the right place. We just we talk through what's going on. We remove we, our pants in yeah, the hope that we exactly. can remove our problems. We remove the pants so there are no problems. We we give each other advice. Like I, I've literally been coming to Lee for the last ten years of our twenty year friendship with just someone to, as a sounding board to bounce off what's going on in my life and he does the same with me. We've now brought that 
to you guys and we want you guys to do the same with us. If you guys are having problems out there and you want to hear us, hear our two cents worth, get in contact with us, let us know. We can do an episode talking about what you guys are going through as well, our experiences with what your problems are and how we've dealt with what you're going through because trust me, guys, you're not alone out there. We've, we're all going through something. Yeah, and as as we've mentioned in most episodes, our inboxes are open individually and as a show. And we have earlier in the uh, podcast discussed a couple of listener questions, yeah, I we guess. Have, we have had a couple of... If you contact us, guys, we will talk about it. That's what we're here for. Yeah, so get in touch. Uh, if you want to vent, you can vent just like Jeff has um and you can let us know if you would like us to vent to the listenership on your behalf or just answer privately we can do that as well yeah we will be as anonymous as you like um but yeah we want to hear from you guys uh, and we're happy to discuss what else is going on out there and we can eat we're either happy to share our experiences or happy to give some advice uh if you want to follow it or not, that's up to you. Yeah, well, as we've stated... <laughs> I looked Jeff right in the eyes as, as we've I said stated that. many times, I've given you some of the best advice I've given anybody. You've given me some of the greatest advice I've ever heard. How far beyond that it goes is very rare, you know. Like, But we, we do spin what we tell each other into something helpful anyway. You know what I mean? It, doesn't, it might not be word for word for what you said to do for me or it might be word for word for what I said to do for you. But there's something in there that is a different perspective that helps us deal with what we're going through. I think one of the things with advice that I'm learning is you're not, if you give advice to someone, I struggled for a while of giving people advice and them not following it. Uh, but I think advice from another person is just an addition yeah. to add to your experience to add to your own thoughts add to your toolbox of how yeah. to deal with things and then to add you know to mold into your own solution i think um, the only time i've ever been upset about giving someone advice was when i gave a really good explanation as to how to deal with the problem and then they came back the next week and asked for advice about the exact same thing and i was like we spoke about this last week did you try any of the stuff i said oh no nah, but what should i do same shit I told you last yeah, week, mate. I think I said that. last week. Yeah. That that is what, yeah, is can be frustrating. It's just frustrating in the fact that are you actually looking for solutions or do you want to vent? Because if you want to vent, that's fine. But well, don't ask. Don't do. ask for help. That's yeah. what we do to each other now, and it's taken me a little longer to get onto it than it did you. Yeah. Like, do you want advice or do you want to vent? And, and we have and we event. have that conversation at the start of a, at a, at, of like if I've got a problem or if you've got a problem we'll yeah. actually say do you want a solution or do you just need to get this off your chest yeah nine times out of ten it's like no I just need to fucking yell at somebody that isn't going to cry when I start yelling and I think that's a that's a bloke thing we've talked about it before but blokes are inherently fixers yeah hundred uh, percent and that's a thing that's obviously been ingrained in us and modelled to well, us I've grown up with sisters lived with wives and daughters. I've been surrounded by women. I completely understand that their minds do not work the same as ours. Yeah. Like I literally will be sitting there staring at the wall 
and you know my wife will be freaking out like what are you thinking about what's going on and I'm like literally nothing yeah. I'm just fucking looking I at the wall I might have been thinking about the wall yeah maybe <laughs> you know what you put me on the spot now I can't remember so it obviously wasn't anything important so yeah. you don't need to freak out about it sometimes I just like to look at the wall yeah Isn't that right Corey <laughs> um, thank you for listening thank you for venting Jeff I hope someone got something out of it. And like we said, our inboxes are open. If you want to have a chat to us, if you want to ask either for advice or an opportunity to vent, then get in touch. The links are all in the episode description down below. Uh, Or you can just go to No Pants Pod on Twitter and Facebook and No Pants No Problems Pod on Instagram. Thank you for listening. We'll be back with another No Pants No Problems episode next week. Thanks for listening to another episode of No Pants, No Problems. Make sure you subscribe on your favourite platform so you don't miss an episode. Join the conversation by following us on Facebook and Twitter at No Pants Pod. If you or someone you know needs support around their mental health, there are many support services available. Check the show notes for links. This episode is produced by Odd Socks Entertainment, music composed by Shane Cole-Hayhow and introduced by Matt Pankhurst. Bye for now.